Welcome to the RV Podcast. My name is Pilar. And my name is Ryan. And today, this week, we're trying to tackle Zack Snyder's 2011's fantastical, psychological, and at various times, illogical uh, <laughs> action-adventure film, Sucker Punch. Yes. Y'all uh, really made us watch this film. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know who you are. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Sucker Punch, it begins with a slow motion montage where we learn that a very blonde girl has become an orphan and her little sister has been murdered by who turns out to be their stepfather. Next thing we know, the very blonde girl has been framed for her sister's murder and she is taken to an insane asylum where we learn that the warden is corrupt and the head doctor is also, coincidentally, a dance instructor. There are four other girls at the brothel slash asylum, but none of them can dance, like the very blonde one. Unfortunately for us, we never get to see these entrancing dances, because once she starts dancing, we enter her fantasy world, which is full of giant, ancient samurai warriors, zombie Nazi soldiers, biplanes, zeppelins, a baby dragon, and its mother, and a big bomb protected by chrome robots with guns on a maglev train. And unfortunately for the very blonde girl, her dancing ultimately allows just one of her friends to escape the asylum. The other three girls are killed, and she herself is left in a captive tranquility after receiving a lobotomy. Happily ever after. <laughs> All right. So. So. Um, <laughs> okay. Did I miss anything there? No, I, I just, I think you didn't. Yeah, I don't think you fully got it. But we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go into characters. <laughs> so, um, for characters, we have the main um, attraction, who is Baby Doll, played by Emily Browning. Um, she is very blonde, very beautiful, very cute. Um then we have Sweet Pea, who is kind of the, I would say, the head dancer. Uh, yeah. She seems to be the one who is, like, most adamant about, like, being really good at it. Um, so it is a brothel, but almost not a brothel. It's really weird. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> she's played by Amy Cornish. And so um, she's, like, the one who is, like, kind of, like, tries to work hard to be like good at her dance and be in the lead um and then she, her older sister rocket who is played by jenna malone always bringing the sapphic vibes uh <laughs> <laughs> jenna malone's character is kind of like um how would you describe her like almost she she's like the wild card yeah she bunch, is yeah. the wild card um like her younger sister uh ultimately was just followed her to this brothel to protect her ultimately and you know gentleman is like just doing what she's doing yeah. following uh her whims almost yeah um then we have blondie who's uh played by vanessa hudgens who's not blonde in this film um you know she's almost the daintiest one of them all um like really shy really girly uh yeah, that, that's all I really have to say about her. Uh, we have Amber, who's played by Jamie Chung. Um, she's kind of like, like almost the hot, serious one. She's almost a little ditzy, I feel like, right? 
Yeah, I don't know. They're, I, not, the, they're not the deepest of characters. Yeah, I would say they're... I feel like there's a lot of surface level uh, characterization with these... Uh, with this cast. I will say I do really like a, a good bit of this cast. Um, that We will get to the part of the cast I don't like. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, so those are the like the five dancers, girls that uh, Baby Doll associates associates herself with uh and then we have dr gorski uh played by carla gino gugino uh, who is the mo- hot mom from uh spy kids uh <laughs> <laughs> and then we have blue who is um who is the psych warden slash brothel owner guy uh played by oscar isaac um who i just hate his face and everything he does um yeah and he's kind of scum in this movie too so i mean it just makes sense uh (laughs) um and then we have the wise man who is like this imaginative guy who shows up in baby doll's head um He's played by Scott Glenn. Don't know who he is. He's just some old guy who is spewing wisdom constantly. Um, and yeah, those are the main people who come up in this film. Yeah, uh, John Hamm is also <laughs> you know a big name on the on the credit list, but he is only at the very end of the movie. He he plays both the lobotomist and a character named the High Roller. Yeah, who is supposed to. Yeah essentially bring a lot of money to uh blue the owner of this bottle yeah all right um, yeah so how did you like this movie well viewers if you can't <laughs> tell by both of our tones and kind of over excitement about this film oh, yeah. <laughs> i personally uh just thought it was boring i did not like it um hmm. as much as i didn't like the birds um i kind of like this film even less yeah yeah um uh yeah i mean the birds was was uh was interesting at least yeah um all right so uh hannah my sister don't hate me for this but uh i thought that this movie was like had one of the most dysfunctional plots uh what did i put this the most dysfunctional movie plot with misplaced miscellaneous symbolism like just stuff just like thrown in all over the place yeah that never ties back in anywhere um and yeah i wouldn't even have sat through this movie if you guys didn't like highly recommend it and then give it the most votes so thank you for that <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I I did some digging on like people's perceptions of this film and it's it's quite polarizing. Um it almost falls into the like it's slowly growing into the cult classic yeah. realm yeah. of films. Um so there was a lot it was really weird cuz it's like there was a lot of speak of uh Zack Snyder uh who's the director of this film. Um not spoon feeding the audience which it doesn't quite make sense to me because there was a lot of spoon feeding but at the same time there was a lot of like information that was like 
hint, hint, we're about to reveal something. Like, oh, there's yeah. a specific scene where, you know, it's like, it's all in one line where uh, Blue, Oscar Isaac is like, oh yeah, we do this, uh, this, what is he said? Uh, the Russian, was it Russian? Polish? The, oh, yeah, I wrote it down. What's he say? Uh, uh, Polish therapy that helps uh, our our girls, our victims, um, kind of act out what ha happened to them trauma wise. Um, but that that won't matter because uh, baby doll is going to be in in paradise soon. Wink, wink. It's like how are you going to explain one thing, but then not explain another? Like yeah, that didn't make sense to me. And that's how I felt about the whole film. It's like it gave you everything up front but then at the same time it was like hey did you catch this look at this thing did yeah. you you know yeah and, and uh there there are so many like everything's moving so fast and then it's like in slow motion half of the time yeah and uh there's all these like quick cuts to like like really focused in on something like a knife like oh uh, in 45 seconds, we're going to see that knife again. And then and in like... 45 more seconds, we're going to mention that you need this knife. <laughs> and then in 45 more seconds, we're going to tell you that's the knife we need to get. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So what about your interpretation of this film? Um, all right. I have two interpretations. Okay. With digging... I saw that there was a lot of parallel with a lot of people comparing it to how they cope with their own trauma. And I get it. That's fine. I mean, I, I definitely think that that's something um, that does reveal itself in the film. Um, but at the same time, it just, because of what, at the level it was, it just felt like um, it was trying too hard to be a lot of things. So like whatever it was trying to really say, it kind of just got swept over all the stuff that was happening um the costumes the over sexualization while also not being over sexualized um <laughs> the like cool mecha stuff but i feel like it, it tried too hard to be like comic booky nerdy but then didn't commit hard enough yeah to where like it just didn't feel authentic at least to me yeah like like, I feel like it tried to be like steampunky, but I felt like it just it wasn't there yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it, yeah, I guess it didn't commit to like any certain um, uh, what's it called like aesthetic. Yeah, at any given time, you know. Yeah, it, it like we had the 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 first fantasy is um, uh, at this like Mortal Kombat looking temple, right? Mm -hmm. And these like giant samurai soldiers show up with like red eyes and stuff but inside the temple is this wise man who's like a, a white guy like a white guy from texas or something you yeah know? Like, like just commit like i don't know what you're doing here right and i felt i felt that way about like i don't know i don't i don't feel like this film was trying to over sexualize its characters but at the same time it was trying to sexualize them at the same time does that make sense yeah. and so it's just like a weird in the middle like i felt like i don't know like to me the costumes weren't even cool which is the sad part about it because it's like i just really wanted to like the costumes and i mean i don't know i wasn't into it um what about your second interpretation 
Oh, that, you know, sometimes people just like kind of trashy movies. I felt like this movie was kind of trashy. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so, yeah, as much as it is like a, you know, kind of all over the place, I do see why people would like it. Right. Um, I don't know why they would recommend it and then vote for it, but I do see why people <laughs> like enjoy watching it every now and then. Like it has a lot of stuff going on. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it's very fast paced and, um, like know. it almost feels like nightmare before Christmas to me, like where it's not like scary spooky, but it's like kind of, you know, like, <laughs> like every goth kid loves it or whatever. So like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like, I wouldn't about, call like, it aesthetic wise. Yeah. Like, okay. So I wouldn't call a uh, nightmare before Christmas, like a gothic emo movie, but uh-huh. like, it's so kind of immersed in it almost on a surface level. Yeah. Like my mom would buy me a bunch of nightmare before Christmas stuff because she thought it was like emo or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, no mom, I hate this movie. <laughs> Please stop. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, like, genre-wise, it is definitely, like, an action movie. Right, right, right. But it it takes place in this, like, psychological arena. So mm-hmm. it, it's like, it, it's like this is an action movie, but it's a psychological thriller action movie. But it's not. It's not yeah, at all. I, sadly, I was not thrilled. Yes. What's <laughs> <laughs> that one room? We'll, we'll do it in the yeah, outtakes. Yeah. All right, all uh, right. Okay, so uh, for my interpretation, um, basically I said that uh, the the problem with the movie is that it undermines its own in, uh, it undermines its own interpretation. So okay. it imitates like empowerment of women, and it right. it imitates um, like the male gaze. Mm-hmm. And, and how unwelcome that is right while simultaneously exemplifying that like the main character's name is baby doll she doesn't have another name right like how are you gonna doll people like attractive young girls up call them baby doll in your movie mm-hmm. and then empower them with all of these weapons but then at the end of the movie only one of them gets away right like how and how traumatized is she at this point? And like the idea of like already having the weapons, like to me it's it's the same problem I had with uh I'm sorry to bother you. It almost like it it wants to create like self empowerment, especially in women, to like, hey, you have all the weapons to overcome whatever you're doing, but it's utilizing actual weapons to help them up overcome what they're what they're going through. So it almost doesn't make sense. It's the same thing with, like I said, sorry to bother you, where like, you know, it's giving the power to the people, but at the same time, the people can't even get accomplish what they need to do without the the help of like these mutants, you know? <laughs> and so that's, that's what's upsetting to me, like as far as like trying to really understand it and like get it. But at the same time, it's like... It's so hard. Well, maybe that ties back in with the wise guy. Right. That's because it. like... Okay, Who is this guy? Yeah. It, some some white guy is literally giving these girls who are empowered the wisdom that they need to escape from this asylum. 
And then once one of them finally escapes from it, she's almost caught at the end. But luckily, the wise guy is there in in reality mm-hmm. as this bus driver, right? Like, Who comes off really creepy at the end? So like, weird. What the Such heck? Weird thing. Like, oh, and she's been a great treasure throughout this journey, and then. <laughs> Sweepy is like, what the fuck? Like, who are you? <laughs> like, thanks, but stop. <laughs> All right. So another thing that bothers me, which I feel like maybe I don't think you really got or like are sinking with it, is that the whole film is like, but it was all a dream sort of uh, trope that it creates. So the whole brothel is her her experiencing those five days in the asylum. So at first I was like, okay, so is the mental asylum like a front for this brothel? But no, that's what just baby doll interprets her whole stay there until her lumbotomy. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I got it. Okay. It's a fantasy. And then she's having fantasies in those fantasies. What do you mean? Okay, so the brothel is the fantasy, right? Yes. So she's having fan- fantasies yes. in the fantasy. So yes. it's like when she starts to dance, right? Is a is a fantasy within a fantasy, right? Right. right Inception. Right. Style. Inception. But <laughs> but it, everything is validated at the end of the movie when somebody says, uh, maybe it's Doctor Gorski, yeah, or whatever. it's Doctor like, Gorski. Oh, she's done this and this and this this week, and it's like. Okay, well then that's everything that actually, everything that we thought happened in the fantasy has actually happened. Right. It was all a dream. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, almost like it was all a dream. Because it's like, what she was imagining is what we were watching. Right. So it's like, okay, cool. Right. But the synopsis, I'm just trying to describe (laughs) what you're watching here. Right. You Um, can look into it as deep as you want to. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, I have some stuff I want to say. Is there anything you want to say before I start talking? Uh, you want to get into the aspects? Yeah, or where are we going? All right, let's get into that stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's let's briefly go into Zack Snyder, because this is uh, one of his movies. And, right. you know, he's become kind of notorious for the Snyder cut. Right, um, like memefied at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, people, uh, the, the hashtag... Uh, the Snyder punch, I think, has been trending on Twitter because people want to see Zack Snyder's Full extended cut, yeah. cut of Sucker Punch. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but um, anyway, he... he. Well, is... can I get into that yeah. a little bit? Okay, so, yeah. like, I didn't watch all of the Snyder cut or all of the deleted scenes or whatever, but I did watch the, like, the full dance that they did, the performance, like, that shows at the end of the credits i watched that and it dude it was a lot of fun and i'm kind of mad that they didn't add that in there because i felt like it would have added a lot more to the characters like like yes like they hate like living in this brothel but almost like this performance is what keeps them going because like they're having fun like they genuinely look like they're having a good time and like i feel like that would have added so much more to the lives of these girls just having that like sparkle of like happiness for a split second. Yeah. So I was, you know, I read a lot about, uh, you know, what what went into their performances and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they like trained and like 
did like hand-to-hand combat and like um like martial arts stuff and and uh, learned to shoot guns and and learn how to do like tactical uh gun combat mm-hmm. um you know as far as like entering and clearing out a room and stuff like that uh and they learned like pole dancing and stuff mm-hmm. but then you don't even see any dancing in the movie really yeah yeah so <laughs> So, like, yeah, maybe if the extended cut has, like, actual dances and stuff, maybe it would make more sense. Yeah. Well. The the one dance that we see during the credits, why is Blue in there? I don't get it. <laughs> well, he's, like, putting up a show. Yeah, but he's not, he's, like, using these girls, like, selling them. It's like a brothel. He's not part yeah, of the show. I know, but the, the club <laughs> is the front for the brothel, right? Yeah, but the... the <laughs> The mob boss doesn't get on stage. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Anyways. So Zack Snyder, he jumped onto the scene with a remake of Dawn of the Dead, which um, currently is still his uh, most critically acclaimed movie. Um, I feel like I watched it, but I cannot remember. Is that the one where they're in a mall? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. There's so many zombie movies. I can't remember. They all have like the similar name too. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I saw the original, and I think I tried to watch the remake. I can't remember. All right. Anyway, uh, 300 uh, is what like got him really popular. Oh, okay. Budget uh, 300. Yeah, he said that this he made a movie with an all-male cast, and he wanted to make a movie with an all-female cast. Okay. Yeah. But there's like 300 men in that film, and, and there's like, like six, six women in this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, I liked 300 back in the day because uh, I hadn't seen anything like that. They use like a, a filter like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's everything is like gold and red right, in right, that right. movie. Um, and I thought the action was, was really good. And it was like like semi-authentic um, uh, uh, or semi-historically accurate, you know? Okay. Like it, like it has some cinematic elements and stuff like right. that. But I had never heard that story before. So hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Anyway, then I read Watchmen, the graphic novel. and You, you read it? Yeah, I okay. read it. And I thought, damn, like, I never knew comic books could be like this. Okay. Uh, every, uh, what, what do you call them? Like panels? Yeah, every panel in Watchmen looks like a, a, a clip, like a film clip in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it is perfectly set up hmm. to be a movie that's almost I, like a storyboard yeah right? like yeah. that's what i thought when i was reading it years before he made a movie of Watchmen, and i thought he failed horribly oh, when he made no. this movie um, oh man i feel like i i watched 300 and i watched Watchmen, and i think i watched maybe dawn of the dead but i don't remember a single thing about any of them yeah i was very disappointed with Watchmen. i was like i feel like i was also disappointed i was like you can't mess this up it's like already there for you. You just have to put it in moving images. Yeah, you just gotta make it move. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that if he's made any movie, uh, if any movie has been cut too much, it was that one. Damn. Because um, yeah, they they changed the entire ending if I remember correctly. Damn. Anyway, uh, he made Sucker Punch after Watchmen, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's been just stuck in this DC comic universe. Dang. Uh, so he did Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, 
then he did Justice League, um, yeah. and he's also been like a producer or executive producer on like uh, Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. and maybe a couple oh, of other Suicide Squad. Yeah, Suicide Squad right. as well. Um, so he's like heavily involved, right, 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 in, in those movies, and I. You know, that's just not my, that's not my jam, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I was really heavily into like DC, Marvel, mainly DC because of my mom growing up, but then it just ended up being way too much and I just kept getting disappointed constantly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out of it. I'm out. You kicked me out, Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think somebody else did, but it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, he... Uh, his latest um, project is called Army of the Dead. It's another uh, zombie movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, he he co-wrote and uh, directed it, uh, and it will be on Netflix May twenty first. Uh, Looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. What what's today? The, oh wait, no, we're, no. This will be out well before May twenty first. Right, uh, anyway, right. um, uh, right. yeah. So that's so, the collection. So there you go. How does this fit into his greater collection? It fits in pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to know anything about Zack Snyder, just watch Sucker Punch and there you go. All right. So performances and aspects. Let's get into it. You want to start with us? Um, sure. All right. Um, so aside from being like a jumble of overly pre- uh, presenting the plot and hiding Easter eggs. Um, it's it just feels like it's a mesh of a bunch of movies I've seen. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. So here I have listed Moulin Rouge, the opening scene, which with the title card yes. in the theater, that is straight up Moulin Rouge, which I mean the movie set in a brothel, Moulin Rouge. Um, then we have Repo, like the beginning, her mother dying, and then the sad songs trying to be like like storyboard. Like I felt like the first you know, intro, whatever, felt like it was trying to be, like, a comic book. Pretty much like Repo, like, yeah. going through the motions yeah, of I'm telling sure the story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the entire opening sequence is slow motion as well. Right, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then we have series of unfortunate events with the will. You know, her mom died. The, <laughs> you know, the strange uncle, the stepfather is upset. So, like, I mean... In Series of Unfortunate Events, he tries to marry her at a very young age. Uh, in this one, he, like, tries to, you know... <laughs> like, I don't think that was going to help his case, but whatever. Um, then we have Inception with, one, the button. Because, like, when he ripped her shirt open and then her button was like... <laughs> but then it turned even more into Inception when we realized that the brothel was like in her mind and yeah, then yeah then the levels of right levels. levels yeah and then we have annie because they're scrubbing the floors sleeping on these like you know shanty beds or whatever the thing that bothered me about her scrubbing the floor is like the floor is soaking wet and like you can see the floor for a pretty good distance in yeah. that scene and i'm like there is no way she is at that point on the floor and that point way over there still soaking wet right and then like <laughs> so specifically the scene where i i wrote suddenly and slash uh, hashtag it's a hard not life <laughs> um is the scene where they're like in their bedroom and then uh baby doll's like i'm gonna escape from here and then uh <laughs> and then uh jenna malone is like 
will you take me with you? And that reminds me of like the little girl that Annie's like, you know, attached to. She's like, will you take me? Yeah. Like, yeah. <sighs> then we have Batman with the Sane Asylum. And then I wrote Suicide Squad. Oh, so Suicide Squad um, mainly reminded me of like the old man guy, the wise man. Mm-hmm. Um, he reminded me of Rick Flag, which I don't know if you remember watching. Like he was the guy who was like leading the Suicide Squad. Yeah, is that his and, name? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the character's name. Yes. Okay. Uh, and. He, there was that scene with where he introduced Katana, and he's like, her name's Katana. She has a big Katana. Don't get killed by Katana, because your soul's going to be trapped by her Katana. Like, <laughs> like that's how, what he felt like to me. When he's like, also, don't wake mother. <laughs> God. <laughs> I am trying to understand why you actually why you guys genuinely enjoy this film. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I think it's fun to make fun of. Maybe I don't know. But the people who voted for this are not making fun of this uh, film. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for shitting on your one of y'all's movies, but come on, it's it's what I gotta do. <laughs> um. All right, who do I got? Mulan Rouge, Repo, Sears of Events, Inception, Annie, Batman, Suicide Squad, Bioshock, uh, with overall aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And um, also the Big Mecca thing just reminded me of uh, Big yeah, Daddy. Yeah. And then lastly, we have Hereditary, which incidentally came out after this film. But yeah. remember the robot where I think um, Sweepy like punches him and his head sticking out and then his head got <laughs> chopped off by the pole. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is my list of films that it reminded me of. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So what do you want to go uh, off of? So, uh, with the names thing, I hated their names. Okay. Like, I have a lot to say about their names. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, first off, there's three blonde girls and then one girl's named Blondie and she's not even blonde. <laughs> right. Come on. All right. Then... Um, okay, so their names are Baby Doll, mm-hmm. all right, and then Sweet Pea, mm-hmm. Rocket, mm-hmm. Blondie. Those are all like kind of like out there names, you know, like like really cool parents would name their kids that, right? But then we also have Amber, who's the fifth person, right? Like, that's just a basic name, uh, yeah. That, hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to say about their names? I don't I'm about any... to go it. Oh, well, okay. Oscar Isaac, his character's name is Blue. Why? Why does that have his name? That doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, obviously Baby Doll's name is Baby Doll because, you know, she's being sexualized or whatever. She's called Baby Doll to, like, be like, hey, girl, Baby Doll, whatever. So, I don't really understand Sweet Pea's name, whatever. We'll jump over. Um, Amber, her job is to get the fire. That's why her name's Amber. Yeah, but why couldn't her name be, like, Spark or, like, Ember? I don't know, because I'm not Zack Snyder, okay? All right. Then we have, I don't know why Blondie's name is Blondie, but whatever. Um, Rocket, her rocket fails. Rocket fails? Yeah, because remember, they're on the train. 
and like whatever the robot like slashes through her rocket to like jump into the the helicopter thing her rocket fails that's uh, why her name's rocket i thought her name was rocket because she got blown up by the bomb whatever same thing well <sighs> blue <laughs> i don't I, this is kind of a stretch but i think blue's name is blue because uh baby dobby giving him blue balls um and then <laughs> uh, I do think that maybe Blondie's name is like kind of funny because she's the only not blonde girl, whatever. Um, hilarious. Hilarious. But yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Um, I was real mad when I figured out that rocket thing, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna do research, dude. All right. Along with the names. Okay. So the name of this movie mm-hmm. is Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. There's like. There's like only one punch thrown in the whole movie, and that's by some robot. Did his arm to cut Sweet off? Pea. Yeah. And did he? Punch? Oh no, to Rocket. Did he? Did his, the robot's arm get cut off, and then he punched with it or something? I do not remember. I can't remember the details yeah. of that scene. But that's the only punch, and I don't know. That doesn't. That has nothing to do with like the plot or anything. Like that's such a small moment of the movie. Yeah, I wish Baby Doll had sucker punched Blue. Anything. Yeah, like, what the heck? So Zack Snyder, I looked it up, because I don't know, why the fuck's the title of the movie Sucker Punch has nothing to do with anything. Okay, okay. Uh, Zack Snyder said uh, that, if I remember correctly, he was like, I don't really know. Maybe it's because, like, you know, Baby Doll looks so innocent, and you wouldn't think that she'd be able to do all this, like, cool stunt stuff. Boom, Sucker Punch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that paraphrase makes that Snyder look cool. Okay, okay. I feel very weird about Baby Doll's like characterization because, like, yeah, she's like all innocent or whatever, or she's painted to be. But at the same time, she says a line where she's like, "As long as I'm dancing, they won't even know that you're there." Like, what the heck is that supposed to mean for the rest of these girls? Like, they've been doing this brothel thing for like. You know, I don't know, like maybe half their lives and then Baby Doll just comes up and does a dance and she's like, I'm the best dancer of them all. Like, yeah. um, kind of rude. Uh, so, so that kind of gets into where I'm so confused. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know whose fantasy it is. Right. Is it, is Baby Doll the best dancer because this is specifically her fantasy? Right, right, right. And all of these other girls have their own fantasies that they're living out while mm-hmm. they're there. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's the case because they seem right. pretty well involved in this brothel fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I th- that, for that, a that, second I thought it was Sweet Peas. Yeah, the first time we see the, the asylum turn into this Yeah, club, it was like through Sweet Peas' eyes. Yeah, she's, she's yes. up on the theater stage. And everything changes, and like the the cafeteria seating turns into like these, right? You know, like little club dining tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like Sleepy is like narrating it too. Yeah, yeah. Like whose eyes are these? Like who? What? Which <laughs> lens are we supposed to like look at this film from? Um. Yeah, there was some. Um, mirroring that people brought up is that Sweet Pea and Rocket are supposed to represent baby 
baby doll and her little sister and the okay. fantasy of them getting away. Um, but uh, I don't really understand that either, especially because, you know, I don't see baby doll being the reckless one. And, uh, my relationship with Sweet Pea and um, Rocket is like, I hate it because uh, Rocket ran away from home and Sweet Pea followed her to this brothel, right? Or to this insane yeah. asylum. So I, I'm aware of that. But when when did that information come out? It's just like this small conversation that Rocket is having with Baby Dog. Right? right, yeah. And like, I don't know, if I was taking a note or like taking a sip of my drink, I would have missed it. Yeah. Like, and that explains our whole relationship <laughs> in like one sentence. Yeah, but then like, you know, Rocket is like grateful for Sweet Pea for doing that. But at the same time, she like tosses her sister aside whenever, as soon as like Baby Dog comes up. She's like... Oh, like, Baby Doll has a plan. Like, it's not like we haven't tried. Like, it's not like they haven't tried to escape before. And she's putting so much risk into somebody she doesn't even know when her own sister is, like, trying to protect her. Like, yeah. that messes with me. Um, especially, like, because Sweepy didn't have to be there. And Rocket is just, like, kind of taking that for granted. And that's the thing that, so, yeah, Rocket also says, Sweet Pea is like, well, they'll kill us or something like that. And Rocket says, like, well, we're already dead. And it's like, okay, well, I can. And get, then Sweet Pea's like, bitch. I can get that. Like, I can relate to that. Right. right. Being in an asylum, right? Mm -hmm. But then, if Sweet Pea didn't wasn't taken there involuntarily, mm -hmm. and she's the one that escapes at the end, then it's like, well, you didn't even have to be there to begin with. Right. You weren't even supposed <laughs> to be there. Go live your life. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't like how Baby Doll come, came up in there, you know, messes with their whole thing that they're doing. And she's like, I have a plan. And they're like, what's your plan? And she lists four things. That's my plan. <laughs> and I'm like, Sleepy says it too. She's like, okay, but how are you? Like, I see the list, but what's the plan to get these things? And I'm <laughs> and her plan is like, well, I'm just gonna dance. You guys, are yeah, gonna get I'm these gonna things. dance. Whoever's near uh, can get it while I'm dancing. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> okay, so the baby dog gets to the asylum. Mm -hmm. Blue is having this conversation with her stepfather, right. who you would have never known as her stepfather if Blue wasn't like, oh, this is her stepfather. Right. Like, that's one of the things that's spelled out for you. But mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things because he never comes around again. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, uh, the point is he, Blue is going to uh, get Baby Doll lobotomized mm -hmm. and he's going to forge Dr. Gorski's signature right. to do this lobotomy, which we see at the end of the movie that happens. Mm -hmm. um, John Hamm comes in, lobotomizes her. Right. right? Uh, he looks at the contract. One of the things that's zoomed in on is you see a signature of Dr. Gorski. And Dr. Gorski is like, what? I didn't sign that. Anyway, like, is this the first time he's ever forged a signature in, a, in right. this relationship? All right, so Blue forges Dr. Gorski's signature, authorizes the lobotomy. The lobotomy is performed, right? Uh, it puts, the lobotomy puts baby doll in paradise is what he calls it. So she is like, you know, 
mentally, she's not there anymore. Nope. And then Blue comes in and he wants to like rape her, but then he gets mad because she's not there anymore. Right. And I don't, I don't get it. Like, did he not know that the lobotomy was today? Like, I don't understand what, I don't understand what was going on. I mean, he got stabbed, right? Right, right, right. But, I don't know. It just... I mean, I feel like some people could interpret that to be like, like the purpose to rape someone is not even to get off. It's almost about the violence. And because she's not there... It's about the power. Right, it's about the power. Okay. Because she's not there, she's not fighting, you know, so it's not like fun anymore. So, Uh, there's that. But I get it. Yeah. I just... I'm just completely dumbfounded by the stupidity of, of, like, that's the big, like, villainous act. Yeah. Kind of. Anyway. Also, her stepfather, the police just believe his story that she's insane, even though he's got these, like, obvious villain scratches on his face. Like, come on, man. That guy's definitely the villain. The guy's scarred, dude. they got me because he wasn't the villain at all. He just wasn't in the rest of the movie. Right. Blue was the villain, which he got stabbed, I think, almost halfway through the film. And then they brought him back. I don't know. All right. Um, I want to go into the soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, dude, I mean, I can see how people can like these songs individually outside of these films or this film but i just felt like the songs were too head on doesn't make sense like yes too straightforward and it's it was really annoying um i think song wise not the music for me but at the same time i felt like it was just too it was too much yeah. Yeah. Too plain almost. It, I I feel like it fits though. Mm-hmm. Because I mean I, I mean know. I mean I felt Imagine like Imagine was... a more symbolic uh song being played during a slow motion montage of of Baby Doll fighting by herself these giant samurai warriors than uh Bjork's army of me. Like imagine a song, right? That isn't as head on. She as was that. going to get her lobotomy done. The song "Where Is My Mind" is playing. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> um, that's mainly what I have to say about the soundtrack. You know, I'm not here to like damper on people's taste in music i'm here to damper on people's taste in movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a different podcast um all right so last thing that well no second to last thing i want to bring up is just the acting okay in general Mm -hmm. i thought was you said you liked a lot of the cast so i like the cast okay let's just keep it at that i thought with the exception of jenna malone Mm mm-hmm it was hard to find an actor in this movie. So there's all these action scenes. There's all these stunts and stuff. 
And Jenna Malone, when she is shooting her gun, she has like this pixie cut thing, mm-hmm. and her hair is shaking because she's shooting a gun. <laughs> and I'm like, now that's a fucking, <laughs> that's a fucking actor right there. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not as typecast as I think it almost comes off as because Jenna Malone typically plays like like the like, wild card yeah, girl, like the, yeah, like, like she... the slutty wild card girl. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like she always shows somebody how to have sex for the first time basically i don't know okay yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean she doesn't almost do like juno temple you know yeah uh, almost. Uh, um, but anyway yeah she almost does that in this movie but it's not that role mm-hmm. you know she's uh, a much more passive character I feel. Mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of a switch up <laughs> yeah a little bit i thought her performance out of everyone was the strongest yeah definitely felt like it was the strongest for me sadly i felt like uh carla's was like the most caricature oh yeah i mean anybody with a you know russian accent for no reason is gonna yeah. be like that i don't know but she's polish oscar isaac i love oscar isaac. i hate him you hate him i hate him this is a horrible movie for oscar isaac because he plays this slimy character so Dude, well. he plays the slimy <laughs> characters. That is what he plays. He's always the slime ball. But this, like, in this movie, he's the slime ball with, like, a trashy mustache and eyeliner. And it just doesn't, Dude, I don't know. It's I feel like he's had a trashy me. mustache in another film. But like in, uh, not Disturbia, uh, Suburbia. Suburbicon? Suburbicon, yeah. yeah. But... It just, it, it's unbelievable to me okay. that he would ever look like this. 2011, man. It's a different time. <laughs> the movie's supposed to take place in the 60s. Did you know that? Yeah. And yet she is imagining what it would be like in 2000. <laughs> Sorry, birds. <laughs> uh, what it would be like, you know, in cyber future. All right. My last thing, okay. which is close to the end of the film. Is that she says to Blue, Baby Doll says to Blue, um, you will never get with me. Like, like you know. Rat. Hi, Ed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt like that was a strong finish. And I wish that the film had, like, taken that in and then gone to, like, her escaping. And then that was the end of the film. Okay. I had wished that that's what it was. But then she says, ever. She says, you will never get with me. And she's like, ever. Like, (laughs) almost like she was contemplating. Like, you already said never. Hmm. Like, I guess I could interpret it that she was, like, saying it, like, you will never get with me in this universe or in another one, you know? Yeah. Like, I see where that could be the possibility. Okay. But, it's just like... You will never get... What is it? You will never get with me? Right. In yeah. this scene, or in the next scene. Right. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, it's almost like a wink-wink, and I hate that. <sighs> I wish hmm. she had just finished it like that, because I felt like that was already, like... The never already felt strong. Like, you're never going to get with me. Like, 
Never. Yeah. And then, like, adding the ever felt like there was an opening somewhere. I'm proud of you. That's a deep read. That's good. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, you done with that? Yeah, I'm done. You're good. <laughs> you can finish off. Okay. So, the last thing that I want to bring up, okay, mm-hmm. uh, is the uh, setting itself. All right. So, we're at this asylum, right? It's called the Lennox House. We mm-hmm. get one, uh, as they're pulling up to the asylum, we get a sh- very brief clip of the sign. Okay, it's called the Lennox House. Okay. And it has uh, a placard that it's in uh, Brattlesboro, Vermont. Okay. Uh, which is a very specific name of a town, which mm-hmm. is a real town in Vermont mm-hmm. that has a real insane asylum. Okay. It's not called the Linux House, but uh, it's called the Brattleboro Retreat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they do in the movie, we got this super corrupt guy named Blue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's performing um, like unsanctioned lobotomies mm-hmm. on these girls and selling them as as uh, you know sexual favors for for powerful men. Apparently, mm-hmm. um, meanwhile. The real asylum that the movie references for an insane asylum actually seems like a very respectable place. So I'm just reading uh, straight off of Wikipedia here, but uh, the Brattleboro Retreat has been known throughout its history for adhering to the concepts of moral treatment while integrating advanced methods of care. So uh, they're one of the first among psychiatric psychiatric hospitals in the u.s mm-hmm. to uh have patient produced newspapers bowling alley chapel theater gymnasium recreation mm-hmm. um uh, book discussion groups right um currently like they're still it's called a retreat mm-hmm. uh, they currently have um innovative programs uh, for new inpatients for lgbtq uh, individuals as mm-hmm. well as um like partial hospital and residential programs for uniformed service professionals mm-hmm. like like um, police officers and firefighters and, and soldiers and stuff like that. Um, so say what you will about an insane asylum. Um, the one that they reference seems like the exact opposite of what they represented as in okay. the movie. Yeah. So why, why reference it if that's... Like just make Maybe up a that's place. just some something he remembered. Just make up a place. Yeah. I don't know. So I will kind of pre... I, I can't say I preface it because it's afterwards. <laughs> uh, I will postface it. Um, I did watch uh, a good bit of reviews. Um, specifically, I did watch like Everything Wrong with Sucker Punch and then the Everything Wins with Sucker Punch or whatever. Okay. So I did... Uh, I wrote most of my notes down. Or I wrote a good all of my notes down before <laughs> um, before uh, before watching those, and so I I do feel like some of my at least mine um, interlap or like kind of parallel, um, but it did help me understand, especially the one that um, talked about all the good stuff or that people like the wins. Um, I do help feel like it helped me understand where people were coming from from this film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I hated it. Sorry. 
but I do see where people are coming from. And, um, you know, if you like this film, you like this film, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to rate it while I'm going to rate it. And you are going to have to live with it. And you can just watch this movie and enjoy afterwards. Yeah. So let me give my final grade. Okay. And then you can give yours. Uh, so this movie, unlike, unlike many of you, I would not recommend you watch this movie. Um, I thought it was very boring. I didn't enjoy almost anything about the movie. Right. Um, and yeah, I'm going to score it accordingly. I am, I'm going to give it, oh man, it's tough. Cause like what redeeming qualities does it have? <laughs> you know? Right. I did also struggle to, to, to do this, but yeah. You gotta give it a number, Ryan. All right. I'm gonna give it a 2.8. Okay. Because okay. it's not quite a three. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. But it's not quite a one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, unlike the birds, like, I, there is a possibility of me watching the birds again just to make fun of it. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's this, not as campy as it should be, but it is still somewhat campy. Yeah, it's somewhat funny. <laughs> this film is not funny, so I don't feel like it's a fun time to make fun of to watch again. And I did not like it, story-wise, to watch again. So that, that I... hasn't occurred to me. It's not funny at all. There's nothing funny about this movie. I mean, it's not supposed to be funny, but... Yeah, but we yeah. got every other genre in here. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Um, oh, we didn't even talk about Ihar Huckabee. We're not there yet. Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, so, with my rating, um, I'm gonna go through my things. I haven't done those for the others, but that's mainly because they all scored pretty much nines to tens in their categories. Um, with this film, character-wise, I rated it a four just because, I mean... I really like Jenna Malone's character, um, and I felt like the characters, for what the story was, did their jobs. Okay. Um, and then, plot-wise, it's a three. I'm sorry. It's just not a good plot. It, it's a, it's a, a hard, casual watch, and it's a very annoying, deep watch. Yeah. It's, it's not... It's too deep. To watch casually, like right. like meaning wise, mm -hmm. not even like oh this movie is so deep. It's like the the meaning of the movie is deeper than if you're just like casually watching it. Right, right, right. But then it's not deep enough to like take anything away from it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I would recommend watch Repo instead. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to get into the aesthetics, have a fun time repos where it's at i feel like it's got your girl yeah uh, alexa vega who is also in uh, spy kids oh oh and paris hilton yeah. who was also in hottie or naughty <laughs> <laughs> um anyways sound i'm sorry i'm gonna give this a zero <laughs> soundtrack is awful the sounds were awful i'm sorry um i just felt like it was Either too obviously blunt or just, yeah. Okay. Sorry, it's a zero. Formatting, 
Um, the editing, I just felt weird with the back and forth with the, uh, like the objects that they needed to get. Yeah. Um, so I rated it a four. Dialogue, I rated it a two because it was just very conversational. There was nothing interesting for the characters to say, except for Sweet Pea. I felt like she was a straight man the whole, throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, she's the only one making sense, almost like the the mom in uh, the room where she's like, "What's happening here?" <laughs> that is sweepy. Uh, uh, originality. I gave it a four because, despite this movie being like its own script that Zack Snyder wrote, it just feels like too many films I've seen before. Yeah, it's uh, obviously heavily influenced by several films. Right. Yeah. Um, pace was too slow and too fast at the same time yeah. and it took forever for this movie to finish so yeah. i'm gonna give it a three setting i mean it looked cool for the most part um so i'm gonna give it a five hey, hey. <laughs> uh same thing with cinematography i think it had its thing that it was going for but it just did not commit enough for me to really be like whoa like this is really cool so I gave it a five I think for people who are trying to dip their toes into this type of aesthetic it works uh for people who are really into this aesthetic yeah yeah it's like comic booky-esque or like right. video gamey-esque so know? it's a five yeah um and personal enjoyment um I gave it a one because I'm I mean, my favorite part of the film was the dance performance, and that's not even in the film. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's at the very end. That's at the very during end. The and during the credits, and it's got all these filters going through. You barely see it through a sliver. Uh, that's your favorite? Yeah. Like, I literally, Ryan wanted to turn off the movie as soon as the credit rolled, and I was like, no, dude, let's watch this, because this actually feels like fun. So, we watched it. And I had a good time during the credits. What's your final grade? My final grade is a 3.1. So pretty close. Okay. Yeah. You got 2.8. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we're we're on the same page. We are on the same page. All right. So that's your one favorite thing. It's the dance sequence during the credits, not even the movie. Right. Okay. So uh, my favorite thing of this movie is very difficult for me to figure out my favorite thing. Okay. Uh, so I didn't. I figured out my least favorite thing in this movie. Okay. How about that? I'm changing it up on you. <laughs> All right, changing it All up. All right. So my least favorite thing in this movie, this m- mit- mis- mismatched uh, uh, plot and everything. Atrocity. Yeah. There's this one scene in which uh, Dr. Gorski and Blue are in a room together mm-hmm. and nobody else is in the room. And Blue wants Baby Doll to dance for the the high roller. Right, right, right. Is he the mayor? Oh, is it the mayor? Yeah, the mayor is coming or somebody. That's not important. Yeah, the mayor is coming, yes. The mayor. Blue wants Baby Doll to dance for the mayor. And Dr. Gorsi is like, no, she can't dance. She's not ready. Whatever that means. And uh, No, she doesn't have a set. She doesn't have a costume. Yeah, whatever. So... This is a scene that makes absolutely no sense in the grand scheme of this movie because 
if we're watching this movie through Baby Doll's eyes or through Sweet Pea's eyes, don't even neither know. of them are in this scene with right. Dr. Gorski and, and Blue. Mm-hmm. So, like, this this scene is out of place Okay. in this horrible plot of a movie. <laughs> That's my least favorite moment. All right. So that does it for yeah. Sucker Punch. That's it. Oh, Thank you for it. recommending this. Uh, I feel like we haven't... I mean, The Birds was one thing, but I feel like this was definitely a film that we both really didn't like. But I feel like I enjoyed reviewing it. Yeah. 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 I, I was excited to watch the movie. I had mm-hmm. never seen it. Okay. Um, it was not what I was expecting. Okay. But yeah. I had seen it one time, but it was on a plane, and I think I fell asleep. <laughs> So I did not remember this film. I did remember falling asleep, so I felt like I was not going to like it. But here right. we are. So uh, after watching this movie that was centered around doing these dances. That we never see. That we never got to see. We want dancing. Yeah, we want some dancing in our movies. Uh, the three movies that we have for you to choose from is A- Black Swan, which is uh, pretty much based around ballet, specifically the Swan Princess. Um, it is a psychological thriller. Yes, it's very psychological. <laughs> and lesbianotic. <laughs> lesbianotic. <laughs> and then B, we have a Silver Lining Playbook, uh, which I think this film centers around some kind of ballroom. Um like the two main characters are trying to come up with it or trying to win this dance competition. I mm-hmm. cannot remember why, but I mean, it's a pretty good this film. It's a, a pretty good movie. Yeah. You've seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then C, we have Suspiria, which we both have not seen. Yes. Uh, Suspiria, there are two Suspirias. There's the 1977 mm-hmm. uh, Dario Argento uh, film. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a remake uh, by Luca Guadagnino. Mm-hmm. in 2018 um so yeah both of those are kind of up for for yeah a, an option because i mean if you've seen if you've seen a, one of the suspiria movies of like one over the other like let us know yeah you know vote for which one you want yeah if that gets voted for then we'll have a second vote that yeah. will determine which one we will watch yeah, yeah um but yeah i think this one is more like um uh, freestyle kind of dance, right? I'm not sure. I have no yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. I think the whole movie is dance. But yes, we <laughs> want some dancing, so definitely uh, hit us up either on Instagram, which is um, There Will Be Podcast, on Twitter, Pod From A Basket. Um, definitely, if you're not subscribed, subscribe to us right now. Get it out the way. Uh, we try <laughs> to do these bi-weekly. And yeah, so like I said, we'll hold our voting on Instagram and Twitter, but you can also vote in the comments. Um, and I feel like this movie is very polar- polarizing and yeah. a good bit of you guys voted for it. Yeah, um, so I want to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love to fight. I do love to fight. Um, let us know why you voted for it. Why? Yeah. Why, why do you, you like Sucker Punch so much? Yeah. Because honestly, I don't get it, dude. Yeah. I, and I, I get why somebody would, but I mean, I don't. So tell me why you do, and maybe I'll understand it a little bit better. Yeah. Hope that you've enjoyed our take on the movie. Yeah. Uh, we had a good time. Yeah. And with that, we're 
not going to do party words this time because there's no funny things. Quotes, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to do some some, some funny reviews. reviews. Yeah. So those are always good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> Was this bad? Yes. Did I have fun? Sometimes. Yeah, we gay. Keep scrolling. <laughs> what? One out of ten. <laughs> Sucker Punch walked so promising young woman could run. This is not a compliment. Wow, still shite. Thanks a bunch, Cole. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs>